You're listening to episode 184 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is mental health post-travel. You're listening to Christian Travelers Network, the podcast and platform where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, so glad that you are here. Today, we're going to be talking about some of that mental health, dark, gloominess that can loom over us on our return home. Now, while I am not in any way a mental health expert, I know that I have personally walked through this mental health darkness, and it's as recent as after our trip to the beach in Florida, I had this darkness, this gloominess looming over me, So I wanted to talk about that on today's episode, but before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources. Christian Travelers Network helps Christians connect with like-minded travelers so that they can grow in their faith and adventure wherever their travels take them. So I hope that you'll head that way for more resources. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into mental health and this gloominess that looms over us sometimes while we're traveling. Personally, while I was on my trip in Florida, I found myself kind of forgetting about the stresses and the worries of life. I was really good at being in the moment. And Honestly, that's one of the things I love about travel is it's much easier when you're away from your routine to be present in the moment and also, in my mind, easier to connect with God because I'm away from my normal everyday distractions, routines, and sometimes that closed mindset that my life is too busy, this is my routine, like and I like almost forget that he's there. So while I'm outside of my comfort zone trying new things, it's easier to go, hey, God did that. That was his help there. Like it's just easier to point those things out. So I was having this great time on my trip. And then I was I was driving home. Now, I know some people are affected by the weather and others aren't. And I, I personally I don't believe that I'm the most extremely affected, but I know that I am. So I went from sunshine to rain and darkness on this seven hour drive home. And as I was transitioning between the two, I could feel my mood shifting. If you've been there, it's not a great place. And at the same time, I also started to hearing my to-do list, my oh, you didn't get this done over the weekend, you didn't get this done because you were off vacationing, you were playing, you should have been doing this, you should, you should, you should have, you failed, you failed, you failed. All these like voices in my head. So what does the Bible say about these voices, about this mental health thing? I know it's a real thing. I know that it's very much... A, a disease in a way. And so I, I'm i not going to say that I'm going to highlight this perfectly, but I do want to say that Satan does play a role in our lives and so does sin. Now we know that God is everywhere. He is in all things. He hears 
He knows our thoughts. He knows our words and he knows our actions. He knows all three. Satan is not as mighty of a force, though he tries to act like he is. We also know in scripture that when the when he fell, he took a third of the angel armies with him. They now function as demons and they are on the prowl. Satan is prowling around like a, a roaring lion seeking who, who he can devour. He is trying to pull people from one camp, those that believe in God, to those who don't believe that he exists, to questioning things. And I'm not saying that questioning is a bad thing. That's oftentimes how we end up growing, but so much so, or being lulled to sleep in our faith walk that we like fall away from God. That's that's what he's trying to do. And I, I want to walk us through a couple of verses uh, about this topic. Now, first of all, um, we know that Satan is the father of lies. John 8, 44 tells us this. And as the father lies, lies, he seeks to misinterpret scripture We or misinterpret what God says. We see this as early as Genesis. When Adam and Eve are in the garden, God told them that there was one tree that they couldn't eat from and everything else was, a, you know, um, something that they could enjoy. But Satan sneaks in, he twists what God says and, and convinces them that God was trying to keep them away, them away from a good thing. But they eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and suddenly they recognize sin. Suddenly they see these things that God can see, and they hide themselves with fig leaves. I think also some stupidity enters in at this point because they're in the Garden of Eden. Surely there was a tree that had bigger leaves than the little tiny fig trees that they sewed together for clothes. And and they're just so aware of it that they, they hide. They can't be in front of God anymore, just like fully open. They want they want to hide from their sin, hide from their mistakes. It's a very different thing. And 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 so Satan has twisted the truth, he's twisted our relationship with God, and he seeks to still do that. And another example of this would be in Matthew chapter four where Jesus, shortly after he is baptized, goes out into the wilderness and Satan tries to tempt him by quoting scripture verses and and leading him to try and to get Jesus to bow down to Satan so that, you know, Satan promises the whole world to Jesus, who is the creator of it all, and says, if you just bow down to me, you can have this. And and he he just says, you know, like if you strike your heel or or have any harm, like the angels will come and protect you. Like he tries to get Satan <laughs> Satan tries to get Jesus to cave and to bow to him. Clearly, the creator of the universe is the true authority. So why would he bow to a fallen angel. So Satan is the father of lies. He's trying to twist things. And we know also that our biggest, like one of the big things that is going on in our lives is spiritual warfare. 
Now, if you are not charismatic, which I have not grown up in a charismatic church, this is um, something that's not frequently talked about. But if we go to Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, we hear about the armor of God. And we are told that our struggle is not against human flesh. It is against the powers of dark in the world, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. All around us, angels and demons are fighting for our attention. They're trying to pull us to one side or the other, uh, obviously, heaven or hell. They, they want our attention. They want to sway us. And obviously, Christians are the ones Satan's want to attack even more. Those who've already fallen away, who don't believe in God, whatever, he can ignore them. It's all fine. But those who are Christians, he's going to attack all the more. So how does this relate to mental health? Demons are real. Possession is real. But one of the tactics that I truly believe Satan uses, and I think a lot of these verses we've already talked about can back this up, Satan likes to speak in our mind. He likes to tell us lies that sound like our own voice. I think when we're really little kids, it's easy to tell the difference. But over time, over the time of hearing these lies start to pop up in our mind over and over, suddenly we begin to believe them. We hold on to these lies and soon it becomes hard to tell the difference between our own voice and Satan voice. And like I said earlier, Satan isn't everywhere. He only God is. And, and his demons aren't everywhere. They can only be in one place at one time. So, as a result, over time, our, like, just if you study the brain, if you study neurology, like, we have kind of like trees in our brain. And so you have a thought. And it begins to take root. And then it branches off into these other things. And the more times we think a thought, the more times our brain energy is put into that one thought, the more times we begin to own it. It begins to become a firmer, take firmer root in our brains. And it takes more energy to change and to redirect that thought. So not to undermine in any way mental illness, it's, 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 uh, it can be a very serious disease, but when we are traveling home, when we are um, going from this joyful place of peace back into the grind and and these voices are coming at us, they could be Satan or it could be our own sin and lies that we have chosen to believe over God's word. And what do I mean by that? I mean that God doesn't say those things. If, if you take what the Holy Spirit says and you put it up against Satan's words, it's easy to tell the difference. Satan says, you are a failure. God will never love or accept you. Holy Spirit says, you are chosen. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. Satan says, this isn't worth your time or effort. The Holy Spirit says, I will be there with you every step of the way. And these two very different lies, or 
my apologies, they're not both lies. These two different perspectives, one being lies, one being the truth, tend to war at each other. That spiritual warfare, it's happening in our minds constantly. And the key thing is we need to catch those negative thoughts and redirect them. We need to be attentive to our minds because of our our thoughts become our words, become our actions. And so Satan likes to play in our mind because he knows eventually it could go so far as our heart. So when you're thinking a negative thought, when you're driving home and going, I'm a failure because I didn't get this done and uh, I'm never going to get time with God and I didn't do my God date this week or spend time in his word or you're just making this really long list of all of your faults. I'm glad that you can admit you're a sinner because that's why our Savior came. Without our sin, we wouldn't need a savior. So once you've admitted that, catch that thought and said, no more. Thanks be to God that we are forgiven, that we are free, that our that our sins are no more, that we can change that perspective, that God has given us a brain that can process this information and redirect and interpret it. So if you are driving home or traveling home from a vacation and you feel this cloud over you, what can you do? Well, the first thing is start to put on the armor of God. And the armor of God is not visible. But in Ephesians, we, we hear that it has many elements. It has the belt of truth as the breastplate of righteousness, feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, which can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one, the helmet of salvation, which, to clarify, salvation is the deliverance from sin and its consequences. So put on the helmet that will deliver you from those sinful thoughts. The helmet that is the thoughts of the Lord and the sword of the Spirit, which is, of course, the Word of God, the Bible. So with those things, like mentally going through them and thinking, I have this on, I like... Christian, like the worldly culture to, tends to depict us very meek. Christians are these meek things. They're there to be stepped on, whatever. I don't know. But we're not. We are warriors with true battle armor on. We have the Lord at our side. We are in battle every single day. And these things are what protect us. Not that we don't experience pain, not that we don't experience struggle or mental health issues, but that these are the things that help us get through those seasons. These are the things that help us fight those lies that Satan loves to give us. And the other thing is just knowing before you even start heading home, if you know this is something you struggle with, start writing down those Bible verses, start speaking those truths to yourselves. Start praying that the Lord guard your mind from the lives of Satan because in all of that, you are reminded what you are 
putting into your brain is truth and that truth can fight the lies that truth can remind you that you know we're going back to the daily grind and it's okay because that's where God has planted us on purpose for his purpose and in that you can serve him with joy and gratitude Well, Christian travelers, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this encourages you, equips you, and strengthens you to continue on in this battle and that you don't feel lost and alone because there are many others who also struggle with these same lies, these same gloom and doom hovering over them. And in all of this, I hope that you will turn to the Lord and then also turn to friends, turn to counselors, turn to those who have the wisdom to encourage you, walk alongside you, and uh, never feel alone. Find that community because in that community, the Lord will speak and work in your life. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. That's one of the greatest ways that you can Uh, spread this podcast and encourage that connection with others. Uh, Also hit that subscribe button and leave a review. We really appreciate your input and uh, just leaving a review helps increase uh, how many people uh, are encouraged to listen to this podcast. So until next time, safe travels and God bless.